0: Actual academic collaborations have come through people who first were exposed to my work, not through stumbling across a journal article, mm. but through the newspaper article or um, hearing me on the radio. It kept getting better, talk after talk after talk, and that talk actually became my first sole-authored book.
1: The most important thing is making the decision. Mm. This is something that's going to stand me in really good stead for my career to improve my communication
2: skills you're listening to amplifying research i'm your host chris palo and i'm on a mission to help make sure that the incredible research happening all around the world actually generates real impact with the help of effective engagement and communications so how are we going to do that well i'm fortunate enough to have connections with some incredible science communicators amazing researchers who've been on the radio and on television comedians actors, directors, people you wouldn't expect on a podcast like this and I'm going to I'm going to bring them here and we're going to do deep dives into how you can take some of the best thought leadership out there and employ it in your own research, engagement, and communications.
1: I think the number one rule everyone always says is know your audience, but the conversation often stops there.
2: Talking to the potential end users about Mm. the language that you use and like, Mm. hey, does this language actually land for you?
1: If you go to where the audience already is, that's half the work done for you.
2: And in each of these conversations, I'm going to leave no stone unturned. We're going to get right into the details so you can understand all of the challenges the guests have been through, the wins they've experienced, and you most importantly can learn from the tips and techniques that have helped them get so good at what they do.
1: So when you hear my TED Talk at the start, I'm quite breathy. And a lot of people in the comments are like, oh, her voice is great, very husky, you know. (laughs) Um, They think it's sexy, but it's actually because I'm like literally panicking.
0: I spend a lot of time really trying to understand what people's concerns are. Say five, 10 years ago, they were just going, this is Jurassic Park and we all know how that ends. We're all gonna get eaten alive by
1: thylacines and you know.
2: (laughs) Good science communication is disabusing people of misconceptions and really comedians are misconception machines.
1: You're also alluding to the fact that all of our senses come into play when we
2: communicate
1: we want you as a scientist in the story
2: not just the science because i want to see the great work that you're doing that your research organization is doing get out into the world and actually make a real difference
1: and i mean i've just had some of the best experiences of my life talking to primary school kids i remember it was not that long ago a little grade two girl coming up to me afterwards saying, I didn't know girls could be scientists.
2: Oh my goodness. And I
1: nearly burst into tears because we think that we've moved on from that, right? Right.
0: Comms and engagement becomes this foundation for everything you do. If your team, your staff builds up their skills, it's gonna make them better teachers. It's gonna make them better at writing research grants. It's going to make them better at doing your annual planning day as a team. So those key skills of engagement and comms really help with everything we do in the university.
2: So subscribe, tell your friends and most importantly, stay curious. You're listening to Amplifying Research.